0: Parents' Rights Now, a production of Parents' Rights in Education, hosted by Suzanne Gallagher. We are committed to valuing students, empowering parents, and supporting communities to secure great educations for public school children in America. Pre welcomes all students, families, and community members who care about scholastic success for K-12 public school students. Our membership is diverse and inclusive. Visit our website parentsrightsined.org and like us on Facebook. Our chapters include Arizona, Alaska, Colorado, Idaho, Illinois, Montana, Ohio, Oregon, Texas, Washington, and Wisconsin. Join us by filling out the form on our website titled, Join Us you will find information regarding issues and information about local and state chapters. Hey everybody, it's Thursday, February 10th, and we're going to continue our discussion about critical race theory. Now, you know, you, you might say, "Well, I know everything I need to know about critical race theory." Actually, we can't learn it enough, guys, because it I mean, it is showing up in every school district. Every single school district, every school all across the country in grades K through 12. Let's just admit it. What you need to do is start documenting what is going on in your school and share it with everybody you know. Share it with Parents' Rights in Education so we can report on it. I just had a, a great conversation this morning with a woman in Wisconsin and not using any names or school districts right now because they're working on something that they've discovered. Uh, that's going on politically regarding their school board candidates. Some improprieties by the president of the school board. So we had a great discussion, and I really encourage this woman to, you know, continue uh, w- with her with her project <laughs> of exposing the improprieties of the president of the board. And the board is is actually uh, using um, a fake name on Facebook. Uh, and, you know, all of this went on in Newburgh. I mean, it was sensationalized and, and hyper, hyper, hyper in Newburgh. And we what we witnessed was lying, doxing conservatives. But... I have something to report about Newburgh. Are you ready? <laughs> this is so cool. So, you know, Newburgh took over their school district, right? They they took over the the majority of the board. And so now there are four conservatives. And they passed a policy requiring only two flags to be on permanent display in every classroom in the district and, and on school grounds, essentially. Permanent display, that's the key. And these two flags are the United States flag and the state flag. That's it. No other banners, no other flags on permanent display in classrooms because classrooms have been taken over with Black Lives Matter flags. That's critical race theory. Right there, guys, Black Lives Matter. Also, the LGBTQ community has um, succeeded in saturating public schools these days, and, and their flags are displayed all over in classrooms. The Newburg parents are concerned about this. They didn't want it. And the school board candidates who ran in the in the latest uh, cycle, two of them, the ones who who ran and won, basically ran on the premise that we, you know, we're going to limit the flags that are displayed in the school. So they did it. Well, then their superintendent did not follow the policy that they created, and so as a result, then they had to fire him, and it just went into hyper mode. Everybody's like freaking out in Newburgh. and then the assistant superintendent decided. To resign in solidarity with the superintendent as well as the admin for the school board, whoa, pretty, pretty cool actually, uh, but our fearless four those leaders in Newburgh on the school board, they aren't taking any guff, and they are moving forward so last night at the school board meeting, oh a surprise resignation appeared. And that came from one of the minority members on the board, a woman. She's totally disappointed with this new policy regarding the flags. And so now she's going to resign. Great, because the board will be able to appoint someone to fill her place. That's good news. Okay, moving forward. I believe I mentioned in the last episode that I spoke at a Western Liberty Network conference last weekend. Parents' Rights in Education was awarded the 2022 Milton Friedman Award. I'll read it to you. This certificate attests to the fact that Parents' Rights in Education is recognized as an outstanding Western Liberty Network independent affiliate. Year in and year out, this organization fights to ensure parents are able to direct their children's future. WLN is proud to number it among its many affiliates, and we're so excited to receive this recognition. I know who Milton Friedman was. You may not have heard of him, but you need to look him up. His last book was titled, Free to Choose. Milton Friedman was an economist, and his way of describing economics for the average person was was nothing less than magical. It was so simple, so straightforward, and so constitutional. In this powerful and persuasive book of Free to Choose, Milton Friedman and his wife Rose unravel the mysteries of economics for the man or woman on the street. They show us how freedom has been eroded and our prosperity undermined through the explosion of laws, regulations, agencies, and spending in Washington. How good intentions often produce deplorable results when government is the middleman. And then they tell us what to do if we want to expand our freedom and promote our prosperity. Guys, not that much has changed since 1980 and now when this book was written. That was uh, the Carter era, Jimmy Carter, President Carter. And during that time, we experienced hyperinflation. My father was very concerned about it. He was uh, in the investment business, and he put on economic conferences. And Ronald Reagan, Governor Ronald Reagan, was a keynote speaker at one of his events. So I highly recommend that you get this book. I saw that it was available on Amazon. Please order it. You will benefit. And especially because Christopher Rufo in our last episode talks about one of the tenets of critical race theory is anti-capitalism, enforced redistribution of property That just sends chills up my spine. Honestly, this is what they say. In order to fully be anti-racist, you also have to be truly anti-capitalist. And in order to be truly anti-capitalist, you have to be anti-racist because they're interrelated. That is a lie. And listen to this quote by Cheryl Harris In her book, Whiteness as Property, in challenging the property interest in whiteness, affirmative action in support of property redistribution could facilitate the destruction of the false premises of legitimacy and exclusivity inherent in whiteness and break the distorting link between the white identity and property. Existing distributions of property will be modified by rectifying unjust loss and inequality. Property rights will then be respected, but they will not be absolute and will be considered against a societal requirement of affirmative action. If Milton Friedman were alive today, he would be absolutely against this 100%, not only because of our free market capitalistic economic system, but because it is unconstitutional. Owning private property and creating wealth are two of the main benefits our Constitution provides to our people. That is the reason people have risked their lives to come to this country and seek citizenship. Here's some more good news. Parents' Rights in Education is a 501 c three tax-deductible organization, but under a political action committee, which we have formed in the state of Oregon, and, and that uh, is taking place in all of our respective states who are affiliate chapters, form a pack, guys, then you can endorse candidates. We have made our first endorsement during this election cycle, and we are endorsing a man who has been campaigning for a year for governor of the state of Oregon. His name is Mark Thielman. And recently he was featured on the Laura Ingram show on Fox. Mark is getting a lot of attention lately because he is very bold. He is a superintendent in a small school in L.C., Oregon, and he has kept that school open throughout the entire uh, shutdown period of two years, basically. So we're very excited about that. We'll keep you posted. So I'm going to take the remainder of this time together to finish our discussion regarding critical race theory. Christopher Ruffo has created a, a fantastic guide, and we feature uh, his, his website and this guide on uh, the pre-website. It's called Parent Guidebook. So I'm just going to touch on a few of the things that he that he discusses. But it's very it's you know it's pretty common sense when it comes to activism, which we are, we're activists and and proud to be one. Absolutely proud to be one. I'm glad I'm activated. We need to be. Okay, that is not a negative term, okay? It's not negative. It's very very positive, especially on our side of the fence. Boy, I remember the days when people would say to me well i don't do that no that's With it's not what we do no we do do it we have to do it so christopher talks about winning the language war he says the critical race theorists have constructed a series of powerful linguistic tools and they're known for this they they where do they get these words honestly i think they make a lot of them up don't you knowing that we have to successfully fight against critical race theory and so we have to adopt language that is trenchant, persuasive, and resonates with the public. Um, so he gives us some examples of some powerful words and phrases that we can include in our communications. Buckle up, get ready. Here they are. When defining critical race theory, don't talk about CRT, talk about race-based Marxism. I love that. race based Marxism. Talk about state-sanctioned racism. This is actually racism, guys. It's racism, and it's state-sanctioned. It's not only taught in the public schools, K-12, uh, through that's, that's recent, but it's been used in local government agencies for over a decade. Woke racism, these are great terms that we can use to refer to what is being taught. Racial engineering, racial engineering, another excellent term to define what they're doing. Critical race theory divides Americans into oppressor and oppressed based on skin color this makes no sense. Critical race theory says the solution to past discrimination is present discrimination. The solution to to the past discrimination, we, we must discriminate now because actually that's what they're doing. It's discrimination. And then you make this comment, I reject this. Racism is always wrong past or present. Here's another phrase. I oppose racism, whether it comes from the Klan or from critical race theory. Critical race theory teaches that individualism, rationality, and hard work are racist. Did you get that? Rationality, individualism, and hard work are racist. That's what they're saying. This is an insult to hardworking American families of all racial backgrounds. And we reject it. Here's another one. Critical race theory rejects the idea of equal protection under the law. And I believe everyone has the right to equal treatment, no matter where they come from. So there's some more from Christopher Rufo. And his article, Winning the Language War. I love this, you guys. I love it because we need it. We This is what's called messaging. And we need to understand their words and how we can interpret them to apply to basic principles that are being attacked, basic constitutional principles under attack. So his next section uh, deals with critical race theory in schools. So let's call critical race theory what it really is. It's race re-education programs. That's what they're doing. These are re-education programs having to do with race. Political predators. Who are political predators? Well, these are the activist teachers who are filling the schools. And Newburgh, Oregon is a perfect example of that, where teachers defied the board policy to have only the United States flag, our national flag, and the state flag displayed in classrooms. Who took up that fight? Political predators, teachers. Then there's the subject of, then there's something else here. Neo-racist theories have no place in public education. This is a great statement. Neo-racist theories have no place in public education, and they don't. This is not academics. They're neo-racist theories, Critical race theory teaches children they are defined by their race and hate their country. They're defined by their race and they hate their country. Critical race theorists have the right to express their beliefs as individuals, but they do not have the right to use taxpayer money to indoctrinate children. Critical race theory is not free speech. It is not a free speech issue. It is is a compelled speech issue. And public schools do not have the right to violate a child's conscience. So do you understand what he means by that? When you compel someone to say something, to, uh, to subscribe to an ideology such as this, you are forcing them to go against their, their family values, the values of their nation. This is wrong, and it does fall into the category of indoctrination, and it is against the law. It is compelled speech. We must prioritize excellence, which inspires people from all racial backgrounds to achieve their potential. Isn't that what we want? Absolutely, that's what we want. We want to inspire our students from all racial backgrounds to achieve their potential. And last, on Christopher Rufo's list, is our goal is diversity without division. That's true diversity, isn't it? Diversity without division. Now, the last category that Christopher Rufo addresses here is called anti-CRT legislation. So that would be uh, legislation or, you know, policies, I would say school board policies, having to do with compelling your district to adhere to using this in their policy making so how about this first one neo racist theories have no place in our public institutions and that includes k through 12 public schools public institutions must reflect the values of the public not fringe racial theories that seek to divide Americans into oppressor and oppressed. This bill or this policy does not prevent schools from teaching about racism, slavery, and segregation. It prohibits schools from indoctrinating students into fringe racial theories that claim one race is superior to another or that individuals should be treated differently. On the basis of race. I love that one. Excellent. This is not a free speech issue, it's a compelled speech issue. The government does not have the right to force individuals to believe in race essentialism, collective guilt, or racial superiority theory. Free speech was designed to protect the individual against the government, not to empower the government, to force individuals to believe in fringe racial theories. And the last suggestion is this. This legislation or this policy is about limited government. Public institutions can no longer promote racist theories using taxpayer dollars. Thanks to Christopher Rufo for this excellent briefing book that you have created and designed to help parents know how to frame the issue. This resource and others are found on the Anti-American Ed Issues page on our website. I will provide a link to that resource in the show notes. This is Parents' Rights Now. Oh, and please check your show notes. We have a link to a brief questionnaire we'd really uh, love to have you fill out. You could help us out a lot if you would do that. Uh, Give us some feedback about what you think about pre. Oh, and one last thing. It would be so, so great if you could help us out financially as well. Um, You know, we have ongoing expenses every month and we're growing, growing like crazy And uh, we do give assistance to all of our chapters. They can uh, ask people in their various states to contribute, so you might want to consider that. If there is a chapter in your state, uh, you can indicate that you prefer for the money to go directly to the state. And PRE keeps 20% of that and 80% goes to the chapters to help them with their expenses for printing, et cetera. A lot of them are putting on events we encourage them to do that. And so this helps them to grow and to take action. And um, anyway, just go to the donate page on our website, parentswritesined.org. Thanks much.